You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well met, fellow adventurers. I'm back in the silver shaft in, and there's something going on here. Let's give that painting of Dreadmask another look. You examine the painting of Dreadmask, handing to the left of the fireplace. The detailed work of art depicts the legendary warrior and adventurer standing over the carcass of a horned dragon, his hand gripping the haft of a mighty hammer. Oddly enough, when you gaze at the eyes peering through the mask in the painting, you certainly feel as if you're somehow in the presence of Dreadmask himself. Suddenly, your heart nearly skips a beat when the painted image of Dreadmask suddenly moves. You watch with wild-eyed amazement as the legendary Wolofer's colourful lightless steps back from the dragon's corpse and lowers his fearsome hammer. Strange sensation comes over you as you gaze at the moving image of Dreadmask, as if you're slowly being drawn into the painting. So I can step away from the painting and presumably not be drawn in, remain where I am and be drawn into the painting. I'm going to remain where I am. The strange sensation grows stronger. And before you quite know what's happening, your vision begins to blur. Within filling the silver shaft's common room, fades to a whisper, then falls silent. Moments later, when your sight clears, you're shocked to find yourself standing on a grassy hillside, beneath a bright blue sky, directly in front of the massive carcass of a green-scaled horned dragon. Well met! The muffled voice winged 
wings out on your white, and you instinctively turn towards the sound. There, striding up to you through the knee-high grass that covers the slope, is an imposing figure. His face concealed behind an iron-banded wooden mask, and his mailed hands grip gripping a fearsome hammer. You had once realised you had somehow been transported into a scene depicted in the painting, and are now face to face with this legendary subject, Dreadmask. Now, did I travel through time, or is this some sort of other world, or what? I guess I'll probably never know. Dreadmask draws to a halt. With his arm reach and appears to carefully study you. Then, as if passing judgment, he slowly begins to nod. You'll have to do, he says, turning and pointing up to the top of the hill. Up there, you'll find the dragon's cave. There's one more of the beasts left inside. Will you help me slay it? You ask Dreadmask where it is you are. How you came to be here? It seems to pay your attention, no attention to your question. The masked warrior folds his thick arms and appears to be awaiting your reply. Okay, agree to help Dreadmask slay the dragon? Okay. Very well. Follow me and stay close, he says, turning and moving up the hill at a steady, steady trot. His hammer resting over his broad, mail-clad shoulder. Hurry along now. We don't want the beast to know we're coming. Uncertain where all this will lead, you start up the slope, your legs churning as you struggle to keep pace with Dreadmask's swift descent. Reach the top of the hill only seconds after Dreadmask. Less than 20 yards away, set into the base of a steep wall of rock, rises another 50 feet off the summit. It's the dark, gaping mouth of a cave. Dreadmask turns to you and is about to speak. When a fierce, deafening roar erupts from the cave, with your ears winging, you cancel a glance in Dreadmask's direction, only to find the hammer-wielding warrior of legend has vanished. The sound of something large moving within the cave leaves you no time to contemplate your companion's sudden disappearance. You assume a guarded stance, and watch with a mix of horror and awe as a massive, Green-scaled, horned dragon stalks out of the cave. The fearsome creature, its wings folded along the side of its ridged back, and its dark eyes fixed on you, stretches wide its fang-filled jaws and unleashes an ear-shattering roar and a deadly blast of flame. So, three options. Dodge, Elementalism, Fortification. Fortification, I'll give that a shot. Succeeded, 24 XP to fortification. You hastily summon your power of fortification and watch as a shimmering wall of silver sparkles appears in front of you only a split second before the arrival of the dragon's deadly breath of fire. The crimson and orange blast strikes, strikes your sparkling wall with tremendous force, but the magical barrier does not buckle. Your swift action has likely saved your life. To finally hold your ground as the fearsome dragon closes in. At the summit of the hill, before the shadowy mouth of his remote abode, 
You bravely engage the ancient horned dragon. Here we are. Fighting a dragon. The dragon swipes at you with its deadly claws. Your enemy's claws tear into your flesh for 12 damage. Yes, the tear into my flesh for 13 damage. It's a 13, it's a 3 plus roll, this, this dragon, so pretty easy, specials aside. Going to battle rage. Gah. I want to slay you because you are a dragon! And also, I don't know what else to do. The enemy's tours clown tearing your flesh for 11 damage. Okay. Tremble with uncontrollable rage as you sell your foe. Ugh, I don't even know where I am. That's so annoying. You have slain your foe. 268 experience. 128 experience to general, 32 experience to all skills and powers. The ancient dragon is dead. You step back from the beast carcass and spend a few moments recovering from the brutal fight as you examine your deadly handiwork. Without warning, the scenery around you begins to blur and fade. Your vision suddenly clears and you're startled to find you're once again standing in the common room of the silver shaft, directly in front of the painting into which you were drawn. You immediately notice that something about the painting is different. While the main scene depicted in the painting remains unchained, the background now features a distant hill, upon the summit of which lies the carcass of another dragon, Indistinct but unmistakable figure of a known hu- lone human stands next to the creature's remains. You're but certain this human standing next to the distant carcass, though little more than a thin, dark smudge, is you. Upon concluding your examination, you step back from the painting. Alright, that's that. Now, let's get to Twithic. And save. Ooh, a new scenario has turned up. Somewhere in the stone back tavern. Hmm, this might be tough. So I'm going to temporarily go to the... I'm going to make my way to Fogborough Forest to get those temporary boosts. Alright, now just explore. Tangled Maze of Forney Vines. Centre of the maze, examine the mushrooms, small green mushroom, 3x to MR. Alright, please discover location, deep shimmering pool, drink from the pool. Alright, I think that raised my SP by a couple of points, guess that'll come in handy. Okay. Now let's go to that stone back tavern in Hawklaw. Ah, once again, you always end up coming back to Hawklaw. Alright. Stone back tavern. 
that Pippor looks up from his countless chores and nods as you enter. It's plain to see that his usual, that his usually jovial manner was still tempered by the sense of fear and despair that has settled over the village in the wake of recent events. Read the sign inside the door. Move around the car's blind wound, but the new thing is examine an interesting painting. The curious painting hanging next to the fireplace depicts a masked, hammer-wielding warrior standing in a stone passage in front of a wooden door. Your pulse quickens as you immediately realise it is another painting of Dreadmask. As before, when you look into the eyes peering through the mask in the painting, you suddenly feel as if you're somehow in the presence of Dreadmask himself. Funny sort of thing, isn't it? You turn to find Pripor standing over your shoulder, his eyes fixed on the painting. Pillipor tells you he obtained the painting from a peddler who passed through the village several days ago. He says that since hanging on the wall, He's found himself drawn to it in a way he can't properly explain. Well, I ought to be drawn, drawn to it, he, he, I suppose, says shaking his head as he steps away. I paid a handsome sum for it. You know, most of their leg legends say Dreadmask was a hero. My own musing on his tales has left me the opinion he was nothing but a scoundrel. Well, just my thought on it, not that it matters much. Dreadmask has been gone half an age. Well, it's a nice picture to look at. Pippo moves off across the room, leaving you alone in front of the painting. Suddenly, your heart nearly skips a beat when, as before, the painted image of Dreadmask suddenly moves. You watch with wild eyes amazement as the legendary warrior's colourful likeness steps away from the door and motions to you with his right hand. An unsettling but familiar sensation comes over you as you gaze at the moving image of Dreadmask. It's as if you're slowly being drawn into the painting. So once again I can step away and just carry on or I can remain where I am and get drawn into the painting. Obviously, get drawn into the painting. The strange sensation grows stronger. Before you quite know what is happening, your vision begins to blur. The sights and sounds of the stoneback's common wound begin to fade. Moments later, when the sight clears, you're startled to find yourself standing in a dim, stone-lit, stone, torch-lit stone corridor, directly in front of a large, iron-banded wooden door. And we meet again! No, wait, wait, let's do this. And we meet again. Blade to bone on anyone who would deny your metal. You whip your head in the direction of the muffled voice and see Dreadmask himself moving up along the passage. The famed warrior, his fearsome hammer resting across his shoulder, mutters something as he draws near. Be ready, friend. You may be out to steal my glory. But I don't know that such a thing as aching pride matters much to what's about to come through the door. Call Griff one-armed, and he won't be alone. Here they come. 
The sound of heavy footfalls from behind the door fills you with dread. You instinctively draw yourself into a combat ready stance and moves to stand shoulder to shoulder with the masked adventurer only a split second before the door busts open. A one-armed, chain-clad goblin, his white and only hand gripping the hilt of a short sword, steps through the arched doorway and fixes you with a wavering, hate-filled glare. The signature creature snarls and points an accused, accusing finger in your direction. You did this! My brother only knows the far side of the dark because of you! Seeking an ex explanation, you turn to look at Dreadmask, only to find the warriors once again vanished. You quickly turn, turn, return your stare to the goblin who you summarised to be Corgrith, and find, to your growing dismay, he is now flanked by two of his armour-clad kin, with their vicious battle cries echoing along the torch-lit package passage. The two goblins in the company of Corgrith leap forward and attack. Hmm. Oh, there's different spelling. One head, one is K U R. One is just K R. Hmm. Goblin warrior hacks at you with an axe. Smash through my blows. About 20 damage and is slain. 23 XP. You step back from the bloodied remains of the slain goblin and are immediately forced to fend off the frenzied assault of his savage cohort. So notice the second goblin warrior slashes at you with his sword. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 30 damage and is now slain. 24 XP. Corgriff, showing little regard for his slain kin, steps out, steps out from the doorway and again dresses you, addresses you in a sinister growl. For my brother! He snarls, lunging at you, his blade poised to run you through. It's Corgriff, one arm. Okay, still a three plus. Slashes at you with his sword. Smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 21 damage. And then, I go into battle age. Ah, it's not me that killed your brother. What are you so angry about? Ah. You have slain your foe. 40 XP. Corgriff collapses into a bloodied heap, but swiftly regains his feet. You watch in horror as the fearsome goblin's wounds instantly heal. Snarling viciously, the goblin war warlord. The creature those army won long, long ago prowled the foothills of the Alduins. Draws out a glowing gem. The blue gore animating from the sparkling stone washes over, leaving you feeling drained. And that means I have no Neville Reserve now. Then... With his malicious glare fixed on you, Colwick casts aside the stone and springs forward, his blade cutting a deadly arc before him. It's Colgrith one arm once again. 
slashes at you with this sword. And, put, and since I have no magic, pretty much all I can do is just fight him manually. Of course, I have my emergency item of the Wand of Dragonfire. And I could use Tally's Echoing Whisper. But he's a 3+, plus, so it'd be useless. And I still have my two Quickstone heals. So it's not all that bad. And he's still a 3+, plus, so... Ooh, smashes through defensive with a devastating blow for 33 damage. And is slain. But is he really slain? We will see. 40 XP. 128 experience to general. 32 experience to all skills and powers. This time, Krulgriff does not rise again. The Goblin Warlord's body. Bloody, unmoving corpse lies sprawled out in front of the doorway through which he and his minions stepped. Without warning, your surroundings begin to blur and fade. Your vision clears and you find you're once again standing in the Stoneback's common room in front of the painting of Dreadmask. Something about the painting has changed. What is it? You study the painting more closely and discover a faint... Barely discernible outline on the door that depicts a man standing over what appears to be a slain goblin. You're left with little doubt that the figure adorning the painted door is you. You're standing before the painting of Dreadmath that hangs next to the fireplace. The painting depicts a legendary warrior standing in a stone passage in front of a wooden door. But there was something else. Yeah, and it's me. Step away from the painting. Back to Hawklaw now. The Silver Quest headquarters. There's something going on there. Well, time to make my way over there then. Western Telsar. Twithic. Explore the city. Eastern part. Headquarters of the Silver Quest. The headquarters of the Silver Crest, an outfit you now proudly leave, is slowly returning to its usual state. Cluttered, but comfortable, Pritham, Iskadar and Teak have been hard at work, making certain the Crest will soon be fully ready to once again tattle the business of hunting the howl, the horrid beasts that see fit to savagely turn, fang and claw against humanity. Hundle's womb, located at the, in the back of the headquarters, is now yours, though presently it's too filled with too much clutter to be of any real use. There is currently no sign of your fellow three members in or about the headquarters. Take a seat by the fire. Though we haven't seen any sign of your fellow Silver Quest members, the crackling blaze in the fireplace appears to be recently tended. You take a seat in one of the less comfortable chairs pulled up to the hearth and stretch out your legs. The radiating warmth of the fire, combined with the quiet of the quarter floor, is enough to make you want to nod off, like yourself a short nap. Okay, oddly enough, the instant you manage to convince yourself a short nap by the fire might prove refreshing, you can't seem to fall asleep. For several long limits, 
employ different measures to make try and make yourself asleep, but to no avail. It seems that you that you just that sleepy. Your eyes fly open, and for a moment your surroundings seem almost unfamiliar, as you slowly and unhappily stir. And somewhat unhappily stir from your slumber, you immediately note the uncomfortable chair in which you've been sleeping has produced sharp pain in your lower back. Realising any further time spent in the chair may well prove permanently deliberating, you stagger to your feet and prepare to carry on with your day. Hmm. I mean, okay, as the leader of the Silver Quest, I guess one of my first duties is to get a better chair. Now, is there any way I can do that and slay monsters at the same time? Hmm. Probably. Yes, yes. Where is the film? Where is the legendary t- chair beast of Fulgamart block? Bog? You know, it's just, it's just a chair. Brought to life by a wizard who, who you know, just did... Who, who, who was just like... There had to be a chair when he sat down suddenly and inexplicably and in, in places. Anyway, the chair. Anyway, when this had died, the chair just sweared vengeance, but just didn't know who to take vengeance against, and so just goes around killing everybody. You know, just to be sure, just to be sure. Suddenly. You, su- you suddenly note that someone appears to have recently tended the fire, perhaps within just the last several minutes. One of the larger, larger logs you recall having seen in the side of the hearth is now perched on the grate. You discern it's not been burning for very long. Next to where you were sitting, lying atop a heap of clutter that covers the surface of a small square table, is a brown leather-bound tomb. You're certain the book was not there before you fell asleep. Examine the book. You pick the large leather brown tomb off the table and carefully examine it. Its fit cover, though worn, is devoid of any discernible markings. Open the tome. You open the book and begin turning its tattered, age-worn pages. Your heart suddenly skips a beat when you discover, near the middle of the tome, a, tat- a painted page that depicts the legendary adventure Dreadmask, battling an axe-wielding ogre on the edge of a gaping chasm. The picture adorning the torn, yellowed page is eerily similar in style to the paintings of Dreadmask you encountered in both the Silver Shaft Inn and the Stoneback Tavern. You suddenly feel light-headed. Hmm. I assume all these paintings were done by the same person, somehow? It's all quite curious. Because I have no idea. Have I... Is that the real Dreadmask I've seen? Is it just uh, an illusion of Dreadmask? Did I go back in time? Is that his spirit? Is it, and is it the, is, am I going into his ghost subconscious? Well, if we don't have a clue what's happening here. 
So I can close the book and just stay here or keep the book open and presumably have another adventure with Dreadmask. Keep the book open. The sense the sense of sense of lightheadedness continues to grow as your surroundings begin to blur and fade. Unable to maintain your gas grasp on the book, you drop the tome back onto the table. Suddenly everything goes black. Moments later, when your vision returns, you find you've once again been drawn into the painted scene you view only seconds ago. You're standing on a fire-blackened landscape, the edge of a deep chasm that splits the earth for what must be several miles. A ceiling of thick, churning clouds hangs low overhead, blocking out much of the sun's lights. All around you are heaps of ash and piles of smouldering timber. It appears that you're in the midst of the flame-ravaged remains of a forest. Over the hair! It'll take both of us to bring him down. No, wait, no, this is Dreadmass saying it. Over here! It'll take both of us to bring him down. You spin to the right and behold the legendary warrior Dreadmask, standing in a battle-ready stance his mailed hand gripping the haft of his fearsome hammer. Less than a dozen yards away, advancing swiftly, his thundering steps sending small tremors through the ground, is a hulking, armour-clad ogre. The nightmarish beast, his, blood, his face painted with blood, raises a massive double-bladed axe and unleashes an enraged bellow. Over here! Over here! cries Dreadmask, his somewhat frantic shouts muffled by his infamous face covering. To me, Colagor is more than either of us can handle on our own. Colagor? He has a link. Colagor. Prominently featured in several of the tales involving the famed warrior and adventure known as Dreadmask, Colagor, a quasi immortal lore, is believed by many who study the legends to be somehow related to Woundskin. There are those who believe Kulakwa actually is Woundskin, or at least an earlier incarnation of the infamous immortal ogre. Most of the scholars of the Dreadmag mass legend dismiss this theory. Right. You're within a few feet of Dreadmask, when the charging ogre unleashes a second bellow. The ear-shattering roar causes you to flash, flash a glance in the direction of the bounding creature. The ogre, his axe poised to deal the masked warrior a fatal blow, is nearly within striking distance. You turn back to Dreadmask, seeking any sort of explanation for the events unfolding on the fire-blackened plain only to find the legendary adventurer has once again vanished. Okay, what's up with this? As the ogre changes course, bearing on down you with unnerving speed, you swiftly square yourself with the gruesome beast. Suddenly, the tri a triangular amulet dangling on the thin, thick chain around the ogre's neck shimmers brightly bathed in the dazzling radiance animating from the amulet, 
the hulking creature undergoes a rapid and startling transformation. The shimmer fades, and you find yourself staring at the uh, at an armoured axe-wielding cave goblin. The sinister humanoid, his diseased lips curled back into a leering grin, revealing a mouth crowded with jagged yellow fangs, occupies the very spot upon which the ogre stood only moments ago. With a loud, loud snarl, the goblin hurls himself at you, swinging his axe in a deadly arc. It's Kogurah, it's his goblin form. Hanks at you with his axe and is slain. 39 XP. The goblin's bloody corpse trembles and then weaves as the slain creature slowly rises to his feet. The amulet dangling from the goblin's neck shimmers as a swift transformation comes over him. The shimmer fades and in its wake you find yourself face to face with a snarling armoured Kograwi. That's a rat man. The vicious rat man, his clawed fingers wrapped around the haft of an axe, leaps forward, swiping out at you with the deadly weapon. It's Kulagor, it's goes Kogawi form. Swipes at you with his axe. I go into battle rage. Stay down this time, stay down. You've slain your foe. 40 XP. The corpse of the Kogawi weaves about wildly, then only seconds after at last becoming still. The slain Ratman slowly rises to his feet. The triangular amulet around the creature's neck shimmers brightly as a rapid transformation comes over him. A split second later, the horrifying alteration is complete and you find yourself face to face with an armoured, axe-wielding Tarzel. The sinister reptilian hisses as he slivers forward and attacks. So right, it is called Kologor's Tarzel form. Hanks at you with his axe. Look, you, you do know I've killed lots of Tarzel. Brutal laser, brutal stroke for 14 damage. Okay, let's see. And nearly. Brutal stroke for 5 damage, nearly done. And slain. 41 XP, but I don't think that's the end of it. The remains of Tarzel's twitch and then weave wildly as the slain reptilian slowly begins to rise. The amulet hanging from the snake man's scaly neck shimmers. A swift transformation comes over the sinister creature. The shimmer fades, and in the blink of an eye, you're face to face with the armoured ogre you encountered when you first appeared on the fire-blackened plain. The hulking beast, its massive hand wrapped around the hilt of its deadly axe, Bellows savagely. Savagely starts forward and attacks. He's back to his ogre form. Is, is this the final one? Maybe. We'll see. He swipes at you with his axe. No, 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 no. Your true form. Your true ultimate form. You never reveal that at first. There'll be at least one more. Brutal stroke axe for eight damage. And nearly done, nearly done, and slain. 42 XP. 
Again, the bloodied corpse before you weaves and trembles as the slain ogre rises to his feet. The triangular amulet hanging around the ogre's thick neck shimmers, and a startling transformation comes over the creature. The dazzling aura surrounding the ogre fades, revealing Kulagor's new form, a plate-armoured human, the axe-wielding warrior, his grim skull betraying his his cruel, deadly intent, leaps forward and attacks, driving you back with the fury of a savage assault. It's Kulagwar, and this is his human form. Ooh, and it's his, and it's his toughest yet. It's a 12-plus roll, which means he hits me more than I hit him. Your enemy, brutal stroke for 12 damage. Alright, using up my quickstone twenties. Swipes at you with his axe. The warrior swipes at you with his axe. Okay, and take him out, take him down. I'm going to use phase gate. Yeah, okay, that dog. Yeah. Not doing enough damage. Using tangle. Your enemy has broken free of your conga detachment. Shimmering length of golden rope suddenly appears and blinds your foe. Plus two adjustment to your combat wall. He cannot attack. He cannot attack. Okay, he's nearly down now. And, uh, and nearly, very nearly down. And is slain. 42 XP. Spread out along a lot of different stuff. Again, the bloodied warrior before you begins to weave and shudder as the armoured warrior rises to his feet. The triangular amulet dangling around your neck shimmers brightly as a swift and shartling transformation comes over him. The shimmer fades, leaving in its wake the ghostly, translucent likeness of, a human, of the human warrior you just defeated. The axe-wielding spirit opens his mouth as is to shriek, but makes no sound. Instead, the glowing apparition surges forward, passing right through you. Alright, pick a number. Bonus of 20 from the spirit. Need 50 or more, or I get spooked. And I don't want to be spooked. I've got a ghost to fight. Success with 53. A remarkable display of fortitude. You fend off the deadly effects of the spirit's sinister attack. You spin around to face the ghostly figure that's just passed through you. You discover the spirit, with an axe in hand, is again swiftly bearing down on you. Okay, I'm fully healed to face this. Colorado's spirit form, last seen when Dreadmask battled the deadly creature on this very swath of ground, of scorched ground, several centuries ago, surges in and attacks, swiping out at you with this ghostly blade. Is this the last one? Could be, could be. The ghostly wire hacks at you with his axe. Your enemy lays a brutal stroke for 13 damage. Just gonna bash, 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 brutal stroke for 11 damage. Keeps hacking, and I keep bashing. 
Ultra Strength for 11 damage. And is slain. 41 XP. The spirit form of Kulagra shimmers and then suddenly vanishes, leaving behind only a thin trail of rapidly dissipating mist. With your every nerve on edge, you watch and wait for any sign of the sinister creature's return. After several minutes, when you are somewhat confident that Kulagra is at last gone for good, you hastily relax your stance. I guess he's run out of forms. Breathless and wary in the wake of the brutal fight, your eyes scan the smouldering blackened plain that extends from the blink of the chasm to the edge of your sight in all directions. You're just beginning to wonder at the nature of the dire calamity that must have befallen this place when you're startled by the sound of someone approaching from behind. Well done! Kulagar is not a foe many would willingly engage. What is it that makes you so different? Uh, well, mostly it's my really good equipment. And also my training. And that I'm the main character. You turn to find Dreadmask moving towards you, strolling perilously close to the jagged edge of the yawning precipice. His mighty hammer slung over his shoulder. So that, so, is there an answer? Wait, don't tell me. Think I know. You just need to give me a little more time to come up with it. Can I have it? Time it is? Just a little more time. No, wait, wait. No, wait, I've got to do this muffled. So, is there an answer? Wait, don't tell me. Think I know. You just need to give me a little more time to come up with it. Can I have it? Time it is. Just a little more time. Mm. The way he said time, that implies time travel. Dreadmask's voice fades to a whisper as the fire-ravaged plane and the churning, cloud-filled sky begin to blur. You struggle to hear what the legendary adventurer is saying, but it is no use. Darkness and silence envelop you, and you neither see nor hear anything more. Your eyes fly open and you find yourself gripping the arms of the wooden chair upon which you're seated at the edge of the hearth. You gaze around the familiar clutter that fills the Silver Quest headquarters and breathe a well-deserved sigh of relief. As you rise from your seat, you spot the leather-bound tome lying open on the table. The painted picture of Dreadmask stares back at you. Off the tattered page, you suddenly note that the picture on the page has changed. Sketch just a left of Dreadmask and his savage axe-wielding foe is the faint outline of a man. You're certain that the figure outlined on the painted page is you. Not a bad collection of tales, is it? Bit far-fetched, though. Teak's voice startles you. Your friend and fellow member of the Silver Quest turns and picks up the tome. He turns several pages, closes the book, and sets it back down on the table. Started reading the one about, the one about Dreadmask, he says. Found it a bit hard to swallow. I mean, 
Can you imagine an ogre with the ability to change into half a dozen different forms? And perhaps more incredulous than that, can you imagine anyone willing to stand and face with such a thing? I think I'd rather face half a dozen spider swaps. Well, maybe not. Come to think of it, don't know where we ever got that book. Teak settles into the com- into the uncomfortable chairs next to the hearth and stretches his feet towards the fire, then tilting his head back and peering at you with one eye. He asks if you've seen Isquidar. He said he scored us a bit of work, he says, yawning. Be good to get our name out there again. The quest isn't the, o- the only monster slayers around these days, you know. There's Haldrox Huntsman, the Talonus Trophy Guild, Silbrin's Blades, and a few others. Pale imitations, of course, but I think we should be mindful of our reputation and our rightful place, which is well at the top of the heap. Teak dozes off, you set about tidying up some of the clutter, bearing a long bearing a long table set against the wall. Decide that that you'll wait to tell Teak and the others about your encounter with Dreadmass and the incident with the book if you tell them at all. And that finishes this adventure with 1,024 experience to general and 128 experience to all skills and powers. And now there is an adventure in the Silver Quest headquarters. It's called Back in Business. But that is for next time. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.